unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. What I'm going to do real quick is I have Chris and Chrissy here from ET Fresh Media on Twitter. I'm going to give them a second to tell you guys about their shop, what they do, and where they're located. Um, feel free to ask questions as always, and let's just have us a good old time. So, ladies. Hi. Uh, we are a little shop out in Nevada off the corner of the 318, 375, and the 93, uh, Heiko, Nevada. We specialize in jerky. Uh, we got candy, fruit, nuts, just the basics. Awesome. So how far are you guys from Area 51? I'd like to say about 30 miles as the crow flies, but it's about an hour drive to actually get out to the back gate. Right. Now, you, so you're located, I mean, they call that stretch of road the extraterrestrial highway, correct? Yes. So, I mean, obviously, did that specifically come about because of Area 51 or, I mean, because, you know, everybody kind of sees the origin of all this mess as Roswell and you guys obviously are, you know, fairly far away from there. So what's the, the history on that? Well, the rumor is whatever crash landed in Roswell in the 40s, they brought to our military base up here, uh, dubbed Area 51. Uh, supposedly, they reverse engineered whatever they found, and then we had a massive technology boom right after. That is correct. There were a lot of technological advances at that point in time. Now, the thing I'm, I'm most curious about is the... You've got to have some bizarre people come through there. I mean, are you guys like located kind of out by yourself or are you in like a little strip mall or something like that? And, and do you get a fairly good bit of traffic just from tourists? We get a lot of tourists that come through. We're not in near a strip mall. The closest strip mall that you would find is in Vegas. Oh, wow. And how far are you from Vegas? Uh, about... Uh, Hour and a half to two hours. Wow. Miles plus. So from like, because you guys sell souvenirs too. Do you all have like a a certain range of like, quote unquote, alien souvenirs and whatnot that you guys sell? Yeah, like the entire shop that doesn't have the jerky and the snacks. um, The rest is all souvenirs. Oh, wow. And do you guys do good, pretty, pretty good business? Oh, absolutely. We get a lot of international business that come through here. Oh, really? Just uh, like traveling to Vegas or whatnot for business maybe, and, and you're like the only thing there on the road and they stop in? Yeah, pretty much. Um, either they're going to Vegas, they're going to Canada, Idaho, Arizona. We're on a main highway uh, in the middle of nowhere. Pretty wow. Much. Shop. So is this, you know, an independently owned uh, souvenir shop? I mean, is this something that's like a family business or what? Uh, it is independently owned. Our boss is out of Vegas. And so because we're local, we help him run it. Gotcha. Now, 
did did your boss put this thing there you know on purpose to capitalize on the goings on around it i would like to think so uh his father-in-law started the business in 2010 2011 somewhere in there and it started out really small with only like eight different jerkies and now we have up to 35 different flavors of jerky now are you guys making that there in-house I like to tell people that it actually comes from all the animals that have been abducted that <laughs> the human face to sell for them. Wow, that's a good pitch. Um, so let, let's kind of get into like the comings and goings of people. First of all, have you, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know you guys work there, but I don't know, you know, how familiar you are with like some of the bigger names and ufology or whatnot. Have you had any of those folks come in and be like, you know, you realize who they are, or they introduce themselves as like, you know, hey, I'm so and so from such and such TV show. Um, not that we're aware of. They haven't introduced themselves as that to us. But um, Chris has been interviewed by um, the Travel Channel. She's uh, been on um, YouTube for uh, podcasts with numerous people from all over the world. Yeah. Now- now, was Chris, the, I know in communications, was Chris the one that was there during the raids? Uh, I was not. Um, I didn't work here at that time. Uh, I know the raids were pretty crazy. I can tell you a little bit about what went down. That would be fun. Go right ahead. Um, so when the whole Storm Area 51 thing came about online, originally as a joke, our county pretty much panicked, and uh, the gal up in Rachel that owns the Little Alien planned a huge party, and we were expecting a lot of people. Maybe three to 5,000 people showed up, and for this small community, that was a lot of people. We had people cosplaying as aliens, as astronauts, as FBI players. Uh, it was great. There was so much uh, emergency service crew members just flooded the valley. They were sleeping in the school yard right down from my house, in the church park, in the children's park. Yeah. Wow. Some of them were also staying in the multi-purpose rooms um, for the schools as well. Yeah. Now, you weren't working there when this happened, but you lived there, right? Yes. So, so what was the mood? I mean, because for people that aren't aware, I mean, we'll get into the story of how this whole thing started here in a minute. But as your community, you know, living there, what was the talk? Because, you know, there was a running joke all along the the internet talking about, you know, the military was just going to have a field day if these people tried to charge the base. I mean, was there like a genuine fear in the community that this was going to turn into some kind of bloodbath over a joke? Um, Some of the folks were really fearful about the whole ordeal. Other folks thought it was just a joke and was nothing big was going to come of it. Uh, By the amount of emergency crews that we had in the Valley, the County took it very seriously and they were very, very concerned. I I just, it, 
being, you know, an amateur ufologist, if that's what, you know, I want to call myself or whatnot, I remember when all this came out and, and I, I laughed. I'm like, that's got to be the dumbest idea in human history. You know, you got a bunch of, a bunch of people like, Hey, show us them aliens. They're going to charge, you know, the most fortified, you know, supposed secret military base in the United States and expect to succeed. That's just a recipe for disaster. And in all honesty, you know, for the amount of people that did quote unquote attempt, I'm, I'm very impressed with the amount of restraint that was used because they could have just had a field day with that if they chose to. They really could have. And honestly, when people do cross that line, they are held by the military police that are there, the yep. security until the local sheriff's department can send out a deputy to pick them up. And then um, they get escorted down to Vegas. It is federal property, so it's a federal fine. Right. They have to show up for a federal court hearing. I mean, that, and, you know, that's not something you really want on your record because, you know, they could twist that any way they wanted to, you know. And the thing that always amazed me, because, you know, I've watched all the specials about Area 51, and, and, you know, sure, it's in a remote area, you know, you got Groom Lake and all that, but that thing's under heavy surveillance. I mean, like you, you just don't get in, <laughs> you know, it is like, uh-uh. it's a, you have to go down to get to the back gate and they are never, ever going to pave that road because as soon as somebody's on it, they can see the dust trail. Yeah. I will never forget one of the videos I had when I was younger, where some people were heading out there and they got buzzed by a helicopter. I mean that, come on guys, you know, this is, this is the U S military. They're not really playing around. And the amount of people who, you know, especially for the raid, I, I don't understand the, these people, how they honestly thought they were going to do anything. Cause I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of people that went for the party and went for the notoriety of being there and whatnot in the moment. But you, but we all know, you know, like Forrest Gump said, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you can get. They had to be some nut jobs in that crowd who were serious, who who thought they were going to get in there. They actually, um, there's maybe three people that actually tried. Yeah. And there was a couple of people who did stupid stuff because people, people. Yeah. And one, I believe, was arrested or fined because he mooned the guards. Mm-hmm. Another guy um, decided... <laughs> On the, gate. on the gate. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, real quick, there was a question that Irish Connection asked. He wanted to know what was the busiest time of year for your guys' store and if there was a seasonality to it. Uh, usually snowbird season. Oh. Like. And that's when people are traveling either from Canada to Arizona or California or from California, Arizona back to Canada. Wow. So what kind of hours is your shop open? Our shop is open. We're only closed two days a year, and that's Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. And generally, we're open from 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. And folks can always order from us online, too. So how many people actually work there? Is it just you two? There's three of us here right now. Okay. So each of you get a five-day work week? Um, actually, uh, Chris and I work, uh, 11 hours each, um, was four days a week, four days a week, four days a week. And then we, um, we split a day 
And then um, the third person, she's uh, part-time and basically when we need the extra help, works on the week. All right. So you guys work four 11-hour shifts? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Wow. I, I hope you're paid well. Absolutely. Our boss is amazing. And honestly, he would hire more people if we wanted him to. Um, but I'm selfish with the hours. Both of us are like workaholics, so we're fine with it. Understand. And and obviously, it sounds like you enjoy it. How long have each of you been there? Uh, the first time I worked here, I worked here for about two years and... I had left for a while. Now I came back. I've been here for approximately a year. Okay. And I'll be, have been here for a year in November. But, but you guys seem to like it. Absolutely. I mean, it's gotta be unique as hell. I mean, you, you probably have one of the jobs, like not everybody's going to get to experience something like that. It's kind of like, lightning in a bottle and 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 it's probably hard to describe too i mean sure it's basically retail but what you're dealing with is i mean let's face it you know with where you're located the circumstances around where you're located and your product mix obviously you you have a very unique clientele do you have like repeat customers obviously you probably do for the jerky i i would imagine that's a big draw but like repeat customers for like all the the trinkets and souvenirs we have people that come in routinely. Um, we have semi drivers, mm-hmm. truck drivers that stop. They make it a point to stop when they come through just to get the jerky. Um, we've got some that stop in to get stuff for their kids when they come through. We have people who are told, oh, you're going that way to come visit or you're going that way to uh, wherever. Stop in and get me something. Well, that word of mouth helps. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, as as far as how how big is your shop? It's it's like a double wide trailer. Really? Inside. Uh Uh-huh. It's like the TARDIS. Oh, oh, it's like the TARDIS. So, but it looks much bigger than it does from the outside. Got you, got you. And that's a perfect description seeing where you guys are located. So, um, uh, Somebody, uh, Russell in the chat asked if you carry exotic, per se, jerky, like gator, ostrich, etc. We do carry gator, uh, either Cajun or original. We also carry uh, venison, venison, elk, buffalo, boar, ahi tuna. I'm trying to convince boss to get salmon. And I really wanted to get some ostrich, but it's up to his supplier. So what's your number one seller? Ooh, I would say the elk. The elk goes almost as soon as we get it out. And the buffalo. The gator is super popular amongst our southern clientele. Yes. The well, Floridian. I, I can it. understand that being southern. That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I've never eaten gator. I'm like one of these people that eats exotic southern stuff and animals and whatnot. I stick with the <laughs> basics. You know, I've never tried gator, ostrich, um, you know, or elk. I've tried venison, not a fan, but, uh, you know, elk, why do you think elk is like your number one seller? Is that more of a, um, territorial thing? Honestly, I'm not sure. It just, um, I think it's just a good taste that everybody likes. Uh, 
it kind of depends on where you're from, but elk seems to um, stay. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it doesn't really change the flavor of it depending upon where you get it from. Whereas venison, if you hunt where you can um, get them with corn, um, that's going to be the flavor of the meat. Whereas in the Western areas, you're going to have that gamey sagebrush taste to it. Ah, um, Russell also said, do you guys have snapping turtle by any chance? We no. do not. See, that's just, that's just mind-blowing to me. I mean, I can see, you know, gator and ostrich is kind of odd to me, but snapping turtle is not something I would have on my jerky bingo card. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I just, I mean, you know, I look, oh, turtles, they're, they're, they're cute, you know, but, but, but you eat them and it's just like, what? Okay. Weird. Um, Hero asked, are your shoppers mostly respectful or do they get out of line? Most of our shoppers are very respectful, uh, very polite. I love most of our clientele. We do have a few that are Karens. Yeah. Yep. I don't see how you like having a business like you have. So, so it's jerky and souvenirs, right? There's not really anything in between, right? Well, we do have a variety of candies, mostly gummy candies. And we do have uh, a variety of dried fruits. I just don't see how you could be a Karen in that. How, how, what, 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 how do you walk into a shop or a store like that with you know some kind of expectation that you you're going to come in there and show your ass i mean like give me an idea of what a karen for you guys does uh some get angry about our prices mm-hmm. like our jerky across the board is 12.99 or three for 33 and they try and say that's too much or some of our souvenirs are a bit on the more expensive side at $30 per plushie. But yeah, but this- in defense, in defense to you guys, I mean, look, if if we look at this from a business standpoint, if you're like the only game in town, you kind of got that right to pick your price. And our boss pays us a living wage, so that's why. Well, and, and you know, and I think that's great. I, th- I think that's awesome. Um, uh, Russell asked, "Do you do y'all have biltong? I'm assuming that's a jerky. I don't know what he may need to clarify." Um, Hero said, "I see them maybe getting accused for working for the government to scope people out." <laughs> <laughs> I did one couple that came in a few years back wearing a tinfoil hat oh, with yeah, little sticky notes. Those tape to it because they honestly thought that the aliens in the area were going to read their brains and control them. Or the ladies who came out to um, do the the spiritual cleansing and realign whatever to uh, yeah, awaken. That was, that was weird. Well, wait, okay, one more time. A spiritual cleansing to awaken what? The feminine <laughs> divine. The divine. divine. Wow. It went out back, but they placed some rocks in a glass jar on a limestone pile out there. And we're just like, okay. And they asked us how they could get into Area 51. Oh. So that 
from their rituals there. And I'm like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that is insane. Um, I, I, I don't really know what to say there. Um, uh, okay. So, but the people, the tinfoil hats, were they like serious? I asked them if they were just LARPing and cosplaying and they're like, no, we are dead on serious. And all I oh can my think God. Is watch them. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, and obviously, you know, where you're located and the business that you do and the history in the surrounding area, you know, you, you've used a couple of comments that a lot of store people aren't aware of that you have to be cognizant of. And that would be cosplay and LARPing. Because we've had people come in dressed like FBI agents or astronauts. I've seen people dressed as aliens that come through here, like on their way to Vegas to do a bridal shower. Them's my favorites. I love the cosplayers. Oh, ha has Elvis come in? No. Not that we're aware of yet. Oh. Well, no, I mean like an Elvis cosplayer. He went home. Oh. Oh, got you. Um, let's see. Uh, have you had people offer you money for pictures or proof, etc.? No, not you know. But they do. Um, they do ask to interview us. Um, they ask a lot of questions, and we try to help as much as we can. Um, Irish Connection wanted to know what is your best-selling souvenir? Shot glasses. I, I was about to I was about to ask if it was shot glass. Yeah, we have shot glasses. We got um metal ones that are perfect if your spouse gets out of line, you know you can always check them. Oh <laughs> wow. Um so well, I mean we've talked about this. What's the name of your, your guys' store? Uh our store is E. T. Fresh Jerky. Right. Yeah, because I know it's ET Fresh Media, I guess, for all your your socials and whatnot. Um, you know, I I don't travel much. I, I'd, I'd love to come out there and witness the mess y'all have to deal with. I mean, you know, have you had anybody come in and like you legitimately thought was quote unquote like one of the men in black? No, um, we grew up here. So, you know, we're kind of used to military and government people coming through okay so so were you guys born there pretty much see this is where the story can get really interesting you know outside of the store because you've grown up in this environment and i'm sure you know from a tourism dollar standpoint it probably does help you know the community you live in you know financially because you get these people coming through but I've got to think that growing up, you've heard stories and whatnot, and you look at some of these people sideways like, you, you guys are idiots. And, and, and you're perfectly okay for thinking that because, you know, you guys have lived this. I mean, what kind of, like, stories or urban legends did you come up with that kind of conditioned you for all the nonsense you were going to have to put up with? I don't think it's something we ever really thought about honestly never have i mean when we were growing up as teenagers we came up with a lot of jokes to play on people and i still kind of want to go um put animal safe glow in the dark paint on the cows <laughs> that's a great idea 
Okay, so living out there, have you have you seen anything odd? And or like say people growing up in that area or whatnot, if you guys saw something odd, would you guys just write it off that it was like military? Generally, yes. I did have one experience when I was a little kid. Uh, is around Christmas time, and, and for the record, she is in her forties. Um, she may look younger, but she is in her forties. She is a grandma. Will you? Wow, you just threw her under the bus. You gonna pay for this after a stream? Oh, for sure. <laughs> likes to get that into. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was looking out the window because we got these big bay windows that overlook our field. And this blue light about the size of one of them Christmas light bulbs from the 80s flew up to the window, flashed super bright, and then took off like a shot across the field and then up into the sky. And I tried to tell my grandparents about it. And they're like, oh, it's just kids playing pranks. I'm like, no, kids don't fly, though. <laughs> that's a good That's a good comeback. So you're talking about like, uh, like the big glass um christmas lights like our grandparents would have on their trees yeah that's what it looked like and it flew up to the window and flashed so it was small i mean by by comparison this is not something i mean we're talking like uh you know like an airplane or something something that actually came to your window that you could see and then just shot off yes see that's crazy and and you know that that's the cool stuff um welcome philly thank you um also hello quinoa Aliens, yes. Uh, so th- those kind of stories are fascinating to me because there's really no explanation for them. And, you know, and you said you were young when that happened, right? Yeah. Uh, it was, I was about six or seven. So that probably rules out drones. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that that's the amazing thing. Now, you know, obviously the big thing in the news over the past I guess three to four years, obviously, is, you know, there's a lot of study into the UAP phenomenon. Now the government, now Congress is involved and whatnot. Um, You know, so do you think that, like, in the area that you live in, do, do most of the community turn their nose up to, like, the whole UFO thing, or were people kind of open to it because... I would have to think in that area with all the different nonsense that goes on with people coming in and out and, you know, looking for aliens and whatnot, that it's not necessarily that they don't believe, but they're just sick of hearing about it. That like your story when you were younger, just kind of like flew off their back. Like, you know, they're making some excuses like it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the town folk here, they don't, it's not even a topic of discussion. Like, Either you work for the government in the capacity of a cop or MDOT, or you have a government contract to work out on the base, or you work in Vegas. Basically, that those are the jobs. Well, right, because I mean, I mean, basically, it's a desert, right? <laughs> yeah, our um, e- um, emergency services are all volunteer based. Um, so, like, <laughs> it, it's a very small rural area. It is not like you see on TV for the most part. Right. We laugh when people 
like NCIS has a show where a murder happened out at Rachel and it's showing paved streets and neighborhoods with sidewalks and all these nice houses. It, it, we get a great kick out of that. Yeah. It's, it calls it so far detached from reality. Yeah. We're all desert out here. Wow. No- <laughs> so who, what would you say your strangest customer interaction has been? Ooh, let me think. There's been other than the tinfoil hat lady. Uh, either your LARP people or the divine feminine people. Yeah, I... that's still crazy to me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, look, I, I watch a lot of science fiction, and and I've been fascinated with space and UFOs my entire life. I have never once had the desire to put tenfold on my head. I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, number one, it, you know, if they're reading my mind, they're probably going to wish they weren't. So, I mean, why put tenfold over it? I mean, it's, it's you know, they expose them just like I expose everybody else. So it's like, like, you know, let them get some of it too. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, like when talking with like uh, GM Reigns, you know, the people that you have coming through now, you said, you know, in one of the messages that you'd have astronomers come and like use your parking lot. Oh yeah. That was amazing. They left us a thank you card. They were so nice. Uh, we had a couple of astronomers that came out for a couple of nights to use our parking lot because on a clear night, the stars are absolutely amazing here. There's no sky pollution at all. You can see everything. And they uh, used our parking lot to observe the Lucy Oculus satellite. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I have a sticker on the thing. Okay. So talking about light pollution, now this is something that's kind of like on topic, off topic. We've all seen the pictures that people take of like the night sky where you can see parts of the Milky Way and whatnot. Can you guys see that stuff there? Absolutely. I mean, I- the glow of Vegas lights at night from my backyard. Yeah. I mean, because I've never lived anywhere, you know. Well, I mean, I grew up somewhere that was pretty rural, but I think there's enough light pollution where I live that it really, we don't get to see that. And and that's got to me an amazing thing to be able to, like, you know, go outside and look up at the night sky and it looked totally different than what you grew up looking at and be like, whoa. <laughs> Absolutely. It's gorgeous. It's a great place to bring your telescopes, camp out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Milky Way is fabulous. You can see a couple shooting stars every few hours, roughly. We grew up with all this stuff going on in the night sky, and we never really knew if it was something otherworldly or just the military um, testing out something or doing night games. Right. So we have seen more than we realized and just chopped it up to that. Well, this might be a little bit beyond your age range, but were there any stories that you guys came across, you know, in the aftermath of the Phoenix Lights? the phoenix lights i'm not sure okay if you have never heard of it then 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 no you you just answered my question um 
there was a question. Uh, Russell asked, do you see a lot of people doing DMT or mind-altering drugs out there? Oh, yeah. Well, the 93 is a... Um, there's a lot of drug activity and other stuff that is transferred between states on the 93. Our cops do a lot of business with that. Um pulling people over and all that. It, it's a it's a corridor from Cali into Utah. Gotcha. Uh Irish wants to know roughly how many customers do you guys get on a normal day? Oh about a hundred or so. Wow, honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, for what you guys do and where you're located, that's pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. It it's a lot of international travel. Yeah. There's tours that are come out of Vegas that um, they stop here and for the tour groups and well they're doing the ET highway tour. You know, but that's great for you guys if you think about it. I mean, you know, if you're on, you know, it's kind of like those Hollywood tours, you know. If if you're on that list, you know, of places to stop, that's got to be awesome. It is. We're pretty good friends with the tour guides now and they always bring folks to us and they're really super nice. Uh, Adventure Time Tours is the one group that comes here three to four times a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Hero asked, growing up there, was there a lot of interest in space-related stuff like astronomy clubs or rocket clubs, etc.? No, it's all sports. It's all sports, but we do... Um, we Certain people do... Um, I actually convinced my parents that I had to camp all summer long to do a accurate star chart for my uh, astronomy college class. When oh. I was- well, I mean, so you took astronomy, correct? I did. And, and so obviously if you took astronomy you know, you being there with the low light pollution, that's got to be like every day, every night's like Christmas for you. It, it's it was beautiful. And I, I did do the class. I didn't get the best of grades in it, but I had a great summer. I bet. I bet. Cause it's see like that kind of place that that'd be like, okay, I don't go outside much. Um, what's the average temperature there, by the way. Season. Yeah. Yeah on the season right now we're hitting triple digits oh no gonna start dropping into the 60s and lower at night well triple digits i would fry like a piece of bacon but like if it got like fall i would lay out there and look at the sky like for hours october is probably the best month because it's sweater weather nice um so you know do you get a lot of do you guys get a lot of military that come through you know to get the jerky? Sometimes um it it really depends. They don't come by in outfit, their uh uniform or ACUs, sorry. Right. need AC recently. Well, not recently, but soon enough. Um they come through they ask if we do a military discount um and that's usually the only time the other girls know that they're military 
Do you guys do you guys do a discount? We don't. Uh, we do a local hero discount. What's that mean? Uh, if you come in uniform, like if you're local police or oh, EMT, okay, gotcha. Fifty percent off of everything in the store to those folks. Whoa! Wait a minute. They get fifty off. Yeah, if they come in in uniform. Oh wow, y'all kick ass for that. I'm not gonna lie. That that you know, that's unheard of. I have never heard anywhere that gives a fifty percent off discount for basically protective services and whatnot. Um yeah. I'm not sure who uh the person is who just said it was a dry heat, no humidity. We do have monsoon season and it is humid. Oh, yeah, see, you know, I'm in South Carolina, and it, it gets humid as hell here. It's terrible. I mean, it's it's like, you know, you walk outside, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was walking into a sauna today. We you also know. have springs in the area. Yeah. Um, so, he, Hero asked real quick, does your owner have other stores besides the one you're at, or are you guys the only location? We are the only E.T. Fresh Jerky. There is another store in Bakers, California. But I mean, not Baker Barstow. Um, and they are alien fresh. We're not affiliated with them. The owner there um, is known by our boss. Ah, got you. Um, oh, this is a really good question for y'all. Uh, Irish Connection said, given you serve a lot of international tourists, have you noticed any trends? Do certain nationalities prefer different types of jerky slash candy? Well, we have had people who um, can't eat beef. Um, so we, I mean, we, we have the other jerky that they can eat cause we've got chicken and turkey and the ahi tuna. Um, it really kind of just depends on the people. There's some people who've never had jerky before that come in and want to try it. Do you guys give like samples or anything? We haven't been able to do samples uh, since COVID started a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was a dumb question on my part. Uh, I should have thought about that. Yeah, I could see it. But prior to that, did you? Yes. So, obviously, you know, if they can't come in and eat a certain type of meat, some of these exotic jerkies obviously aren't that type of meat. Because, I mean, like, gator is gator. It's not beef. It's not chicken. It's not pork. Um. Okay. Now, have you guys tried all the jerky? I mean, I know you guys worked there, but did have you I, sampled them? Except for the gator. She refuses to try the gator. The gator, in my opinion, um, it smells like the swamp. <laughs> oh, so it smells like the University of Florida. Okay, that's great. Um, but how does it taste? Well, if you're used to eating gator... Um, it's fine. It's normal. But if you've only had it in certain dishes, it doesn't taste like that. Um, it's fishy. Oh, gator's fishy? Do it. Yeah. And Ooh. Kind of like catfish. Ooh, that's disgusting. So, um, b before I ask this one question, um, th well, this will actually qualify. So, what is your favorite product in the store? And also, what's your favorite jerky? 
Ooh, my favorite jerky is the whiskey barbecue and the Korean barbecue, but I have a thing for barbecue. Now, is that beef or what? Yeah, that's beef. Okay. My favorite would be the maple wild boar or the whiskey barbecue. Ooh. And so so we, we can order your jerky online, is that correct? We do ship anywhere in the U.S., yes. So... Would would you put your jerky up against like any national brand? Absolutely. Oh, see, see, that's huge. When you have a vote of confidence from the actual people selling it, that 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 speaks volumes. Russell, you need to go order you some jerky. I know you like jerky, and I think you make your own too. But go try it out. The um the address in the chat. You can if you want to. I did put in the description of the video. It's got your um, your link tree uh, to where everybody can go check you guys out. And uh, but yeah, if you want to throw that up there, go right ahead. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, pineapple pork jerky is top tier. Russell says. So, uh, I've not. I'm not a big jerky aficionado, to be honest with you. I like stuff like I like Jack's links. <laughs> you know. Oh. Shame on you. Shame, well, I'm just saying, I don't have a lot of exposure. Jerky wasn't a big thing growing up for me. Um, and when I say Jack's Links, I'm talking about like the beef sticks. I have never, ever, ever bought like a thing of jerky, but I'm willing to try. Even though Hero gave me a hard time, I said I don't like trying new things, but um, I'll take a look at what you guys got. I'll, 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 I'll be a guinea pig for, for South Carolina. I don't care. So, you know, I'm good with that. Um, but, you know, hold up. What's this? Hero says, Irish tried E.T. jerky. What do you think, Irish? I don't know what that means. I guess it's an inside joke here at the chat. But so you're, ooh, Dr. Pepper beef jerky. Do you guys have that? No, but now I'm interested. Oh, Hybrid Hooligan jumped in the chat and said, Dr. Pepper beef jerky. Now, I love Dr. Pepper, and I might be all over that. Uh, Russell says he mokes, he mostly makes deer jerky. Um, So, but, I mean, are there any, like, upcoming new, or do you guys have, like, limited flavors? Like, something will come in jerky-wise that you only sell for a limited time? You know, kind of like pumpkin spice season. Is there something that you guys have like that? No, we try and keep all of our flavors in stock, and I believe in December we're expecting six more different flavors to come in, like venison hot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're getting the ghost pepper, too, right? I'm not sure. I can't remember. We do have Carolina Reaper right now. Um, That one, just because I like the heat, I died. Oh, you Um, like the Carolina Reaper? Yes, it has an excellent flavor. That would put me in the fetal position in the floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not going to lie. But, so... You know, I know you guys talked about barbecue. Do you have a lot of, like, do you guys have, like, really, really, obviously, if you've got the um, the Carolina Reaper, you've got some pretty spicy um, jerky. Is there something that you have that has to have, like, a warning on it because it's so hot? No, we just warn people that, like, our ring of fire has habanero peppers in it. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Reaper is self-explanatory. 
Uh, we have a hot beef that has just like a lot of chili peppers in it. Yeah, it's hotter than the jalapeno and garlic, but not as hot as the reaper. Gotcha. So, so people, um, if you know Johnny Cash's song, you know what to expect. Oh, uh, reaper heat. So it, it it creeps up on you, but it lasts. Whereas the Carolina Reaper will hit you hard and fast. And wow. I mean, and the fact that we used Ring of Fire as a reference. <laughs> that new no 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 not me i'm 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 out uh i'll pass on that one so do you guys have like no go ahead teriyaki hot turkey teriyaki I'm sold out of turkey oh i know oh okay. like i said uh you know i've had you know i take that back i've had like beef jerky like a generic beef jerky probably like way back when i was younger um I'm more apt to buy like the Jack's links, uh, those beef strips that you'll see at the checkout at the register, like in teriyaki and whatnot. Um, I don't, you know, maybe I just need to uh, expand my palate, so to speak. So, but how about news reporters and whatnot? I mean, are you guys, since you're kind of by yourself out there, do you wind up having like, when different things go on or whatnot that they may use your parking lot, you know, to report something or whatnot, and you're in the backdrop, so that gets you kind of a little bit of a boost? Um, not so much that. Uh, we do have our parking lot used occasionally when emergencies happen for the helicopters, um, the medevacs to land and take off. Oh, wow. I mean, I would guess that's probably a good thing, you know, from from a health standpoint. But, you know, look, I haven't been around a whole lot of helicopters. Let me tell you, when one of those suckers come down, that, that'll get your attention real fast. <laughs> but do they let you guys know? Do like, you know, if they had like a medevac or something like that, do they come and say, hey, we just want to let you know a helicopter is about to drop here? Not really. It's a small town. We know five minutes after an accident happens. Yeah, we've already oh, seen wow. going past. We know something's going on. So what? what's your population of the town you live in, roughly? I'm about 900, and that might include some farm animals. Oh, wow. So so you guys are legit small town. Yes. Yes. So, so okay, and in, in where you live, from a work standpoint, other like you said, you know, military or Vegas, what do you have in town where people can work? Well, there's the local grocery store. Do you have a Walmart? And the school. That's pretty much it. No Walmart? No. I wish. That's Vegas or Southern Utah. If wow. you're shopping, we got to go to Cedar City, St. George, or Las Vegas. Or Mesquite. Oh, I forgot about Mesquite. Okay, so so if you've got to go shopping for like mass merchant stuff, like what's the shortest distance you have to go? A hundred miles to Vegas. Yeah. Holy holy shit. Yep. And you guys don't have a Dollar General either. No, I think Caliani does. Caliani has a Family Dollar. That's about fifty-four miles from here. Whoa! Wait a minute. You live somewhere where the closest like Family Dollar is fifty-four miles away. Yes. yes. Holy God. And how much is gas out there right now? I'd say about four fifty nine for regular. Damn. Mm. 
So you guys have to do a lot of travel just to get like basic goods is what you're yeah. saying. Well, if you want to order in bulk or you can just deal with what the local grocery store has in town. I would have to think that, that you see a lot of Amazon vans in that area. Um, we see a lot of FedEx and UPS. Cause, because I, I would have to believe that there's a huge like mail order kind of thing going on there. Cause I just, I mean, you know, and you've, you've basically grown up there, you know, living how, where I'm at, I mean, yeah, sure. We, we, at one point in time, we might would have had driven 15 minutes to a Walmart, but that's about it. And the fact that you guys don't have one and you can go all the way to Vegas. So once again, how far are you from Vegas right now? About a hundred miles. Good Lord. It ain't even worth going at that point if you can order online. A lot of people actually will save up and do their Christmas shopping on um, Prime Days. That makes and sense. Sometimes you can get folks to go down and pick up your order for food and whatnot and bring it back to you, and everybody pitches in on gas. What and do you a lot of own? Um, uh, subscriptions to like Sam's Club or Costco. What what do you guys have by way of like fast food joints where where you're at? Chester's Chicken a gas, station. a gas station. Whoa. Uh, okay. So humor me. How many miles to the closest McDonald's? Vegas. What? Yeah. Yeah. Subway is at the uh, inner uh, the junction of the I-15 and 93 where the Love's gas station. So wait a minute. You got to drive damn near 100 miles to get to McDonald's? Yeah. Whoa. We don't even have a restaurant here. Yeah. What? That sounds like a great business idea for you you guys. Get with your boss. Y'all open up a restaurant. That's it. Y'all gonna be rich. Right? Well, we're about convinced to do a taco truck. I would, I'm telling you, I mean, you look, you guys get with your boss. Y'all, the, 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 the oh, there's not, do you have a Waffle House? What? No. You don't have a Waffle House? On the East Coast. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what that was. Oh, y'all don't know what Waffle House is? Well, she doesn't, I do. Okay. Wow. I, man. It's hot, but here's, here's what's crazy. Do, do, it seems like you really like where you live, though. It's quiet. We, this is our home. <laughs> There's no real big hustle and bustle. Nothing's ever in rush. You know, I mean, there's something to be said for that, though. I mean, honestly, I mean, a peaceful life's not a bad thing. I mean, you can, with the power of the internet, sure. You don't have to drive a hundred miles to go to Walmart and get whatever you want. So if you've got a peaceful life where you're at, man, that's that's some good shit. No lie. Well, she grew up the um, well, daughter, daughter, however you want to word that, of um, the town butchers. Um, that sounds terrible. <laughs> my, gra- <laughs> my grandpa. Owned the local uh, slaughterhouse or the butcher shop, so we had a lot of meat come through. Where we'd cut up deer and cows, and we raised sheep for food, and we had a huge garden. And so I feel like I grew up kind of spoiled. And I grew up 
helping with the family ranch. So, I mean, that, that was my childhood on the back of a horse. So would you say like meat and livestock is like your biggest export there? Not so much an export. I mean, the local ranches do take the sell, but um, the ranchers still have to work a regular job. Wow. Um, so you, so, I mean, really, I mean, I'm not throwing shade or anything. It sounds very little house on the prairie. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I could see walking into your town and you guys have like a, a legit general store with a great staff that has like all the things that you need, you know, and you having a butcher there in town, please just don't tell me you have a blacksmith. No, the farriers, um, <laughs> uh, they're, uh, it's well, one of my cousins was a farrier. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Um, but, but you know what? Look, I mean, I, I got like, no, I'm not qualms with that because I mean, look in, in the world, the way it is now, man, it, it almost sounds like, sure. You don't have these things around you, but it sounds damn peaceful and almost like a utopia to some people. Well, let's just put it this way. The town is so small that I had to leave home long enough to find someone to have kids with that I wasn't related to. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, congrats. I worked in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, um, another question that, that came in, uh, let's see, uh, in and out burger. So no, obviously you guys don't have an in and out burger. All right. So, so, wow i'm really trying to wrap my head around this because i mean this is about as small town as it gets to be honest with you and and which is cool because honestly if you look at the way the world is right now small town would probably be peace for a lot of people and they don't understand that but well, me, go ahead can understand how small this is we graduated with the same people we went to kindergarten with and oh. our class was the biggest of its time and we had 33 kids that graduated. Wow. Well, I mean, this ties in with what Russell just asked. Is the mayor, the sheriff, and the judge? Have a mayor. Oh, you don't have a mayor either? Have a justice of the peace. Oh, okay. You don't even have a Starbucks. No. I wish we did. It's very, very sad. Wow. No, well, no, that's not sad. I mean, it, it, it sounds like you're in a place that corporate capitalism is scared of and trust me you're probably better off for it in the long run well, i mean do you have factories or i mean is there anything else there i mean like what does everybody do i mean is it, is it agriculture is it you know uh, like you said yeah. obviously most people go to vegas to work and whatnot but what happens is kids will cut or people will grow up here they'll have their house and then they'll have children their children will move away and hopefully find not a cousin <laughs> bring them home pretty much live in the same house as their parents till their parents dies and then they get grandfathered the house and the cycle repeats you know I'm, I'm fourth generation in my house my kids are fifth you know that doesn't really sound bad to be honest with you it really doesn't um actually yeah we there there is a bit of a drug issue Oh, it, well, I mean, is, is that because of the lack of opportunity for people to do things or, I mean, I, I think that that's a problem everywhere, whether it's big city, small town, but 
you know, what do you think kind of drives that? Boredom. Yeah, I would say boredom. Some people just, they, they don't like it here. And until they leave, they find other things to do. Um, it kind of just depends on the person. Like we move back, um, but other people don't. Right. I, I, you know, I, I can see where, you know, the kind of place where you live being like the impetus of some kid's song, you know, just a small town boy living in a lonely world kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, their goal is to get out and be famous and whatnot. And I get that. And, uh, but I think there's something to be said, you know, for the peaceful places in the world. Um, and, you know, I, I have no qualms with, you know, people that go back. Now, 10, 15 years ago, oh, well, hell, even five years ago, I wouldn't be saying this. Five years ago, I'd be like, I won't be middle of some big city doing some nonsense. But I've changed since then, and, you know, peaceful life's pretty good. So, you know, it's interesting that your community's fairly small. There's obviously not a lot of employment there around, and when you start breaking it down into like smaller segments where, you know, you don't have a dollar general, which the running joke here in the South is there's a dollar general on like every corner. I mean, I mean, they even make jokes about putting one on Mars cause they go everywhere and you don't have anything like that. And, and that says a lot, but at the same time, I mean, is the community tight? The same clicks you have in school, you have as an adult. Okay, so it's factioned off. So, so I'm I'm betting. Okay, in a town that small, you've probably got a group of people whose parents had money. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you've got like basically everybody else, and yeah. you know, and the the people with money that was money that was grandfathered in. Somebody owned some land, and they got passed down and whatnot. It's not like that they earned it or anything, but are they held in a higher regard because they do? I don't get um, out enough to know. Well, it kind of all depends. See, like my great, great, you kind of um, cut out. So you may want to repeat that you cut out there just a second. My great-great-grandfather was one of the founding members of Alamo. Oh. So my name, but my grandfather's father's name was not that family name. And when he came back from serving in World War II, um, he turned to drinking. And this is a very Mormon LDS area so drinking smoking bad bad oh so so your area is predominantly that religious sect yes okay got you so he kind of got blacklisted because he drank to deal with what he went through right um my mom's family name is not as well respected as his his mother's father's name, which was one of the founding families. Got you. We and, pretty get to carry on our parents' shame. Yeah. Oh, 
but and you know in in a community like that that's hard it can be yeah i mean you know because there, there's so much i mean look i'm gonna call it for what it is there's so much bullshit rooted in past garbage that carries down that generations of of offspring had not a damn thing to do with yeah. But you know, it's kind of like that whole scarlet letter bullshit is like, oh, you're branded. Well, no, you're a different person. You had nothing to do with that. Why why, you know? And uh I imagine that has its own separate set of challenges. But, you know, the fact that you guys are still there, the fact that, you know, it, it I mean, it sounds nice. I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, it sounds it sounds simple. And and there's nothing wrong with simple. And that, I think that's one thing that about small communities people haven't realized yet and put together. Okay, you have the power of the internet. If, as long as you can get internet where you're at and you have access to online ordering of stuff, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You can be in a very peaceful, quiet, simple area, have access to the things you need, and have a peaceful existence. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's kind of an introvert heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that. Um, so, I mean, that's I mean that's that's kind of cool. And like I said, I, I can't imagine you know growing up and living in an area that's so attached to like a phenomenon like the the alien thing. I mean, you know, I followed it since I was a kid, and there's always stories and whatnot. But you know, you guys out there, it's 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 always roswell and area 51 that's always what it is right i mean and and you know white sands sometimes and uh sometimes Wright patterson but the key is always area 51 and always roswell and i i can't imagine what it would be like living out there i, I think part of it would be fascinating you know i used to say if i if i never decided to get married or whatnot i would have like moved out to nevada and like camped out of area 51 i don't know what good that would have done you know it's i still would have had to work and and laying out in the middle of sand wanting to get bit by rattlesnakes that's not really a good career move but um you know it's amazing that you guys culturally are living in an area that i think um in the next 10 to 15 years is going to prove to be a very big thing historically and I really do. I, I think that you guys, you know, you live in a small town outside of all this mess. But I think with the way we're moving with everything and transparency and whatnot, I think you guys are going to find yourself part of a bigger picture later on that you guys never thought you'd be part of. Well, if the world went to hell in a handbasket, we definitely would be okay for food. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so a uh, real quick, uh, you know, before we're sitting at an hour four. So what we'll do is, um, you know, what I want you to do is spend, you know, just a little bit here telling about your store, the things that you offer that you think people that have asked questions or not might be interested in, uh, what kind of shipping you guys have, you know, the turnaround time on orders and whatnot, and we'll finish it up that way. So, um, for anybody here, can we go to your website and look at the souvenirs as well, or is it just the jerky? It's just jerky, dried fruit, and the candy. The souvenirs are in-store purchases only. 
Oh, y'all should fix that so people could order online. I would. So, but anyway, so um, what's your shipping prices? Uh, anything over $50, I believe, is uh, free shipping. Okay. Uh, and in store, our jerky is $12.99 or three for $33. Uh, if you order online, then you get two jerkies, uh, get the third 45% off. Okay. So we try to make it more better for people to actually visit us in person. Well, true. And, obviously. And, oh, Irish Connection asks, this is important. Do you ship internationally? We cannot, unfortunately, because... Oh. It's uh, it won't go through customs. Why, why won't it go through customs? The price to get it through customs is just a little too much. It, oh, please. but like if I was to order something from you and send it to Irish, I could dodge that. You might be able to. I'm is, not sure. That's through um, one of the people on the chat. But if... Um, we were to send it as a store, we would have to pay that. But you be able to, because I know some people in Canada will um, order it and have it shipped to a friend's place, and then somehow that friend sends it, gets it to them. They'll they'll uh, come in stateside, pick jerky, and then when they go across, and they'll declare what they have and they can take it. But we're we're not allowed to ship internationally, unfortunately. Because that's where most of our clientele comes from as international consumers. It, is it because of declared value and what the product is? I'm, I'm just curious because I'm I, pretty sure I could get it and like send it to Irish, but no problem. I think it's because it's meat and it's very difficult to ship meat internationally. Uh. Because we have the same uh, food laws as other countries do. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, before we go, I want you guys, you guys have anything you want to add, anything you want to pitch or whatnot, go right ahead. The floor is yours. Honestly, just come see us. If you happen to find yourself out this way, we would love to answer any questions. Um, we'd love for you to taste the products that we have and get to enjoy a little bit of hometown Americana. And Nevada is beautiful. <laughs> wow, that was the exclamation point. Nevada is beautiful. Um, I've never been. I mean, look, I haven't done a lot of traveling. Nevada sounds interesting. Uh, I probably need to stay away from Vegas. But if I was out that way, I would definitely want to come by your guys' shop. I think that would be cool as hell, to be perfectly honest with you. But for you two, you know, thank you so much for being here. This was a lot of fun. It was a little off-kilter and whatnot from what we normally do, but it was awesome. Um, as far as what we got coming up, I've got something for every week. Uh, I've got to relook at the schedule. Um, I know I have something for next week's. I believe it is Gilgamesh who joined us before. Um, the big one is September 28th. I have Shauna Potter. Um, she's going to be on the show. She has written a book called Making Spaces Safer. I hope I said that correctly. Um, she's the lead singer for a band called uh, War on Women. 
extremely talented. That's going to be a fun time. We're also going to be talking about uh, mental health in the music industry, which would be really, really cool. So uh, if you ladies have nothing else more to add, we're going to uh, end this here. You guys have a great night. Please promise me that if you get clear pictures of a UFO or whatnot, you will send them to me first before anybody. Please. Absolutely. And thank you for having us. Oh, this has been awesome. This has been cool. A really, really cool. And I'm going to go check out your website here in just a bit. And, and maybe I'll take a dive on some like exotic jerky. No, it's not going to be exotic. Uh, I'll just buy her like beef. I, I can't do like ostrich or weird stuff. Sorry. But anyway, thank you ladies so much for being here tonight and we will see you guys next week. I will post up uh, when the episode is going to be probably sometime in the next couple of days and the audio of this will be up either tonight or first thing in the morning. So everybody have a great night. See you next time.